The top topics for today's episode are... 100! And... Shut up, Andy. Nine Whites Radio is your dedicated Porsche and car podcast, taking you closer than ever to the world's finest sports cars and the culture and history behind them. The show is brought to you by nineworks.co.uk, the innovative online platform for Porsche enthusiasts. Hosted by Porsche journalist Lee Sibley and 993 owner and engineer Andy Brooks, with special input from friends and experts around the industry, including you, our valued listeners. Gentlemen, it's episode 100 of 100! <laughs> 100! What an achievement. Uh, was it four series of Road to Redline, 64 episode? And this is the end of three, the, our third series of Nine Works Radio, 36 episodes. Woo! That's the so real landmark. We are. We are 100 episodes not out. We are 160,000 downloads and counting, and we are regularly inside the top 10 for UK automotive uh, podcasts in the charts, which again, as I've said before, not bad for a podcast dedicated to one market manufacturer. So we're very much batting above our average. And I think uh, the big thanks there obviously goes to everybody listening at home for yeah, taking us on the journey. We kind of said right from the start, let's record a podcast and let's have some fun with it. And if anyone listens to it, what an absolute bonus. And here we are, 160,000 downloads later and 100 episodes. So quite a journey. It's been absolutely awesome. Absolutely mad, isn't it? That is, uh, that is, yeah, just kept going and going and going. And what's amazing sort of content we put out as well. Um, I was looking back at some of the some of the stuff that we've done, I don't know if you've got any particular favourites, either of you, of um, stuff over the over the last couple of years. I think my my favourite one, and I, I think back to it straight away, not just because of the people that are on, because it's such a high profile thing, but because it felt really exciting, the timing of it that you managed to arrange, Lee, and then it was the um, Singer Turbo Study when we had Robin Maz on it, and our I remember, you know, I was excited about it and I made sure that I listened to it straight away. And it felt like there was, a, there was a real buzz on that podcast. You know, those guys are great. You know, they're great, you know, great talkers, you know, great characters, so charismatic. But it felt like a real great moment for the pod, I thought, because it was such a, you know, that car so exciting and the timing of it was perfect. It was brilliant. That really right. sticks in my mind. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that, Max, really. Like, you know, as a journalist, you love breaking news and you love unearthing the news rather than repeating the news that you were given which is kind of more and more how outlets seem to work these days so that was yeah. that was proper frontline journalism there and mm. you know we were very grateful that the guys at singer who, we, who we've got to know quite well now through the podcast which is fantastic yeah, uh, but they were very them a couple of times now haven't we? yeah yeah but they were very willing to like give us our time and um you know very open in asking the questions in, in allowing us to ask questions you know so there's nothing really off limits and you know we we do say at the start to people look you know we're not here to catch anybody out if there's a question you'd rather not answer just tell us yeah. um and to be honest andy in a hundred episodes i can't think of a single time someone has turned around and said 
We'll or actually, yeah. I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather that bit wasn't in. You know, we give yeah, them the yeah. option out of courtesy. So as I say, you know, we're not we're not here to trip people up. We're here to get their story, and, and that, that is the beauty of podcasts. Every single person has a story, and this is just a platform to serve that. Really, yeah. Um, but that that was definitely, I think, a, a, a big big moment from from my point of view. What, what about yeah, you, Andy? A monster. Yeah, that was. I was extremely excited about that. I mean, we got we got um, we had all of the the pictures didn't we the weeks the week before or so so keeping all of that secret as we had to but looking through it all it was just like ah yeah it was uh, pretty epic and great to speak to rob and maz as he, as max said such great talkers so natural um gave us so many tip tidbits of information that um probably hadn't surfaced anywhere else so yeah it was great to to get all of well, those talking, bits. Them, them talking about rob talking about the future you know, in, you know, thinking about the direction that they might go and other ideas that they've got, you know, that was really interesting as well. You know, you know, a company like that, which has come so far in such a short amount of time and really is at the vanguard of what they're doing. You know, there's nobody that does what they're doing better. Uh, So to have a little insight into where his mind's going, you know, that's quite exciting as well. Really exciting. And quite unusual really, because they're quite guarded. um, I would suggest singer in what they Put out and when they put it out so yeah it was good to dig a bit deeper on that sort of stuff oh definitely definitely you know everything is important as the saying goes for singer vehicle design and that extends far beyond the cars they produce it's their comms it's their base it's their show uh, approach it's absolutely everything so yeah it was, it was really nice to be a part of that um at the other end of the scale well not so much the other end of the scale but just elsewhere I mean, I'll, I'll forever call Redstein tires Fred Steins as a result of this podcast <laughs> forever. Um, and again, you know, there have been some uh, topics that we've co- covered, tires being one of them. That you know, I'll admit, even going into it, you think, oh, this is going to be a bit beige. And uh, it's turned out to be really interesting. We've we've learned yeah. lots as well. You know, hopefully, people at home have learned lots and and just kind of really got stuck into a topic that you perhaps wouldn't ordinarily dedicate a lot of time to but we did and it was to everybody's benefit so absolutely yeah you know that's that was kind of a nice a nice thing as well so um a particular guest that pops into my mind um is johnny from classic retrofit um we, yeah i think johnny's actually got the record for being on the pod the most times i think he's actually been on three times now in different capacities um but johnny's stories are just fantastic so do go look go back and look um at um his when, when he's been on there's the, the story of classic retrofit is is just gold in my eyes so so much yeah. information that was interesting and, and funny i really want to yeah. go for a pint with johnny yes absolutely he's that kind of guy where you just think you'll have a crack of a time he's got some amazing stories to tell he's a brilliant storyteller as well by the way yeah and uh and and an all-round cracking bloke so yeah it's it's been a privilege to have johnny on absolutely yeah yeah Yeah. and there's there's another one that sticks in my mind because it actually had an impact uh on me in terms of my actions and what i did um was the the one with chris from right tune you know, I, I was aware of right Julie because you've done videos there and uh, you've got a, had a relationship with them, you know, for a while, Lee. But after listening to Chris on the podcast, I thought, I thought, God, you know, they're maybe only an hour from me. You know, I should, you know, I should go there. You know, I should take my car there. And and then when I had a fault with the nine nine one, you know, I was out of warranty by by that point, so I had a chance to think about what I'd do with it. I thought, 
I'm going to take it to Chris. And that wasn't so long after he'd been on the podcast. So, well, you know, I took it there and, he, you know, it's, it's since been back there for an MOT and I've built, you know, my own relationship with Tune, And that came, you know, the, the, um, the catalyst for that was Chris being on the pod. Excellent. Oh, well, look, that, that's the power of media. And also it's the power of good uh, focused editorial. And I think certainly since the, the, the nine works radio days that's it was kind of how nine works works people listening at home you know you'll realize that there are no adverts on this podcast not currently we we, we, we are assessing yeah. things that that might change going forward um but you know across the videos and across the podcast and even on the website there are there are no adverts and how we work instead is by working with carefully selected partners who we think and who we know from our experience in the industry will give something to the listeners it's it's not about bringing people on board to massage our ego it's about working with people who we know will be to the benefit of the audience and like you say max it's it's through learning and engagement that's the that's the big thing um and it's getting people on imparting some of their knowledge that that helps us all and helps us all on our porsche journey that's the point of it so that is a, a really really good example of that working quite beautifully to be honest yeah there's big there's some other episodes that um i think have done really well for numbers actually um those are the ones that are specific around models so 997 um, we did one which was all about the 997. Uh, what was it called? Something along the lines of... I mean, you do realise we're giving all our SEO secrets away. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, well, I no, I don't, it's not about SEO. I think it's just, um, it rings true with people that, you know, the, the episode that they really want to listen to. So 997, everything you need to know. Um, that's, that. yeah, that's, that was a, Great episode, I think, and really, you know, lots of knowledge in there. And there were, the other one that I thought was going to be, well, it was when you bought your KN, Lee, and we did um, the KN um, Off-Road to Redline, it was called the episode. Um, and that has done really well as far as numbers, but also I think it was a great episode because it was so rounded. We had so many different aspects in there, um, and I think it was a really good listen. So I think a lot of people enjoyed that yeah excellent excellent well we'll look forward to other podcasts now doing a 996 everything you need to know <laughs> macan everything you need to know <laughs> if not we'll do it <laughs> so yeah but i mean we, we will be looking at transaxles we've been threatening this for quite a while now but we have got that scheduled for next series so th this is yep. the last episode of this series we've got a very special bonus episode in the pipeline sort of in between the two series this and next yeah we should um, say actually um last episode i said that there wasn't going to be an episode this week so yeah bonus um so this is the bonus one this week well i guess it's not the bonus it is the hundredth um but yeah one that we didn't plan to do but lee's got so much information that he wants to impart this week and we got quite a lot of topics to go through so we thought we'd do it this week and then we got the, the extra special one coming out in a couple of weeks time amazing it's it's the it's the it's the pre-bonus one it's the amuse yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the holiday special isn't it it's the holiday special a lot of people are on holiday got a little bit of time by the pool or in the garden or wherever they are maybe get the airpods in and have a little uh have a little listen to the holiday special. I think you're, spe <laughs> you're speaking for yourself there, Max, with your palatial surroundings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am on holiday. Yeah, this is the holiday <laughs> special for me, very much so. Your is it the, your holiday home, the land of which takes up eighty percent of North Norfolk? <laughs> <laughs> North Norfolk, yeah. <laughs> hey, 
Hey, I'm squatting here. I'm squatting here. <laughs> <laughs> the, paint, the, the painting on the wall behind you looks remarkably like yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it does actually look, look at those <laughs> <laughs> crazy hair on it. Look at him, does it, and turning around now. Yeah. He's, he's so it placed, does. placed it there. Oh, let's have some podcast mise en scène. Let's show the <laughs> let's show the peasants what it's all about. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Quality. So yeah, so this is going to be the last one before we roll into next series. But before that, there's going to be a special boom. Admin done. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, Quality. Any other any other episodes that we want to um chat about from the past before we, we go off subject? Well, I suppose there is one which we've got to mention, you know, as a as a Porsche pod, just because it's uh, you know, it's a high watermark in terms of you know, of, of achievement, I think is Derek. You know, Derek is. Oh, that was gold, wasn't it? He's, yeah. He's for me. He's the Porsche motor racing legend. I know everyone's got a favourite for different reasons, but for me, it's Derek. You know, he's my favourite racing driver since I went to Le Mans in 1987. So to get him on the pod, um, you know, and he was so up for it, wasn't he? And he seemed to enjoy himself so much. You know, it was that was cracking, really cracking. So should well, we each pick our top, our favourite? episode of the 100 so i'm guessing you're going to go for derek well well maybe not i don't know i that are we going to come back to the turbo yeah i'll leave that for lee though you know because he's you know he's a proper journalist and that was a real scoop you know that was so exciting derek was pretty special for me i'm gonna i love derek i'll always have derek what about you lee yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I echo Max. I, ex- I, blah, 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 blah. I echo what Max is saying. <laughs> so, so, t- so turbo for me, t- t- definitely turbo. Yeah, definitely and then turbo. What, yeah. What about yourself, what about you, Andy? Um, I've got. Ah, uh, yeah. oh, trying to come down to one. There's one that really appealed to me, and I really enjoyed actually doing it. And I think a lot of people enjoyed listening to it, and that was talking to to sean and walter yeah uh, run 11 and retro classica i know i had to edit a lot of f and b bombs out of that but i did enjoy actually enjoy that and it was something a little bit left field so uh and 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 you've got a kebab out of it as well yeah (laughs) it was good actually wasn't it i'm not sure it was good as (laughs) zatelay's but it was good it was good yeah i think Um, that was the funniest podcast i'd love to hear the unedited extended <laughs> director's cut or whatever it's called you know the one with the print advisory sticker on it on yeah there's a, a lot of blue uh, in there yeah yeah <laughs> that's that great yeah so that's that's close for me um but there was one that i've just i'm just having a look, little scroll through he's teasing everyone i am <laughs> i am sorry um where's it gone really ah. sticks in the mind oh yes so, yeah, uh, one of my all-time faves, which probably a lot of people wouldn't understand, but um, it was probably my personal podcast, and that was Andy Saunders. Uh, we went around to Andy Saunders. He's a custom car legend. Went around to his yeah. house, which was epic just to sit in his dining room, wasn't it, Lee? Mm. It was quite amazing. Oh, um, yeah. And that man can tell some stories. Um, I'm yeah, really looking forward to catching up with Andy again to see what he's been up to with that um, Riley that he's building. Uh, I'm going to go and see him soon. So yeah, that was Absolutely. probably my favorite, probably not yeah. everybody else's favorite, but yeah, that was a bit of a personal but, you know, uh, legend one. 
thinking of exactly it's a personal legend that it's a you know he was he's such a big you know name from those magazines of absolutely you know, yeah such an influential builder in that yes. scene that's pretty cool yeah but funny enough, um, I've had an email this week, gents, that I'd like to read out uh, for the benefit of everybody listening at home. Uh, and it relates to a previous episode. Uh, so the email was titled Episode 11, That's My Car. And it's from James Gray. And he says, hello, Lee and team. Thanks for your great work on the podcast. Just wanted to share my surprise when listening to Episode 11, Dream Garages, one Sunday afternoon. I think that's something we did at, uh, midway through last series, I think. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Uh, once, so that's when we went through the cars on the Nine Works Marketplace. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. so uh, yeah, when listening to Dream Garages one Sunday afternoon, I just put a deposit down on my first 911, a 997.2 listed by RPM Technic, when Andy chimes in around 33 minutes in, extolling <laughs> the virtues of a C2S with Carrera Sport wheels. Choking on my coffee, I explained to my wife, that's, <laughs> that's my, my bloody car. car. <laughs> uh, Neil, seals, Neil seals the deal with, and it's a manual. Perfect. Thanks to you all for supporting my man maths in the eyes of my wife. It helped to suggest I had some degree of taste. <laughs> Picture yeah. attached. Maybe we'll share it on our social media. Uh, still getting used to it and yet to bond with it properly, having moved from a Cayman S Black Edition for the last eight years. Need a decent road trip, I think. Absolutely excellent, James. Well, you can come on a Nightworks road trip very soon. Um, but yeah, look, in the meantime, keep putting the miles on. I'm sure you'll keep bonding with the car. Uh, sometimes it <laughs> takes a little bit of time to really get under the skin of these 911s. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, she, very, very cool. Very cool uh, email in. So thanks, James, for that. Brilliant. I remember that car as well. I remember the exact car in my, in my mind. It's a great looking car. It's my favourite wheel for a 997. And yeah, the car was same. On that, yeah, real lovely, lovely car. Yeah, yeah, really, really cool. They're great wheels on that 997.2 as well. It's such a good looker, still looks so classic, looks so classic, and uh, and will indeed be a classic in the eyes of Porsche from next year as as we revealed uh, a couple of issues or a couple of podcast episodes ago. Um, so yeah, that's that's about it. It's a really, really cool letter that, um. Guys, I've had a 964 cab on the drive for the last week. I, I want to talk about that because we've been speaking ever more favorably about the idea of a classic cab. Oh. I know. Yeah, like oh. Andy, you and I in particular, just, yeah, I don't know. We've, we've definitely kind of caught the eye for them recently. Yeah. It's weird, uh, isn't it? As the months go on. Yeah, which is really cool. So um, a, a really good friend has, has uh, given me the opportunity to well, basically look after his car for a, a, a period of weeks. But um, yeah, under a little bit of an understanding, I can put some miles on, which is very, very, very kind. So serendipitously, I've been given this opportunity to live with, without paying for, a classic 911 cab, which in this is a 964 C2 manual. Um, yeah. Good looking thing. It is really, it really cool. Really cool. Sound a nice set of speed line wheels. Yeah, sitting really nicely on speed line yeah. uh, wheels, it has to be said. Um, 88K on the clock. It's a really nice example. It's, um, I don't know if it's slate grey. It's like a... It looks it, yeah. It's is like that... a gunmetally, metallic-y grey that they did on the 964s. I've seen them on a couple of Carreras and Turbo 3.3s as well, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it looks um, good. It's a lovely colour really cool like yeah yeah really really cool and um yeah it's i'm gonna do a, like a mini youtube series on it on on living with well, a plans. classic cab just to kind of see how it marries up but yeah look i have to say so far just like jumping in the car and going for a drive it's absolutely awesome 
Awesome. It's so it's kind of weird having a frog eyed nine eleven on the drive, actually. It's very cool. It's so different to a nine nine six, obviously, that I'm that I'm used to. You forget that actually the older stuff is is kind of yeah, more quintessential nine eleven. Yeah. Um but it's just so, it, so jamming. <laughs> well you know there's, there's a cost to storage <laughs> but uh, i tell you what it's kind of something that people perhaps don't make enough of but the um the gun barrels they're called so like the the, the front quarter panels that extend to the headlights they're, they're actually obviously on the on the classics hence why they're called gun barrels because they're so pronounced it's such a good point of reference in terms yeah. of like placing the car on the road it's something that you lose from 993 onwards really yeah um but it was a, it was obviously a feature of of 911s for the best part of like 30 years but uh yeah really really good for placing the car on the road and i mean yeah even a, you know the the cab it feels like quite a nimble little car you know what about flex body flex that sort of thing what have you felt on that yeah i mean there's there's no getting away from it there definitely kind of is a bit of that um it's no shake yeah yeah you know and it, and it does make you realize just how kind of polished by comparison like a 991 cab is because yeah. you know you, you've you've got to be really pushing to kind of get any of that um but i mean it's i say you know it's a, it's a boulevard cruiser that's yeah that's kind of I was what i'm gonna say that i bet there's not much scuttle shake at 30 miles an hour down the peninsula is there exactly <laughs> that max do you know exactly that and um yeah it's i'm really looking forward to this weekend actually my parents are going to come down and um you may remember i think i mentioned this in the first or second episode when we started the podcast in the road to red line days and uh, my first memory of a or first experience of a porsche was being in a 964 cabriolet oh yeah and being scared, being scared by to it. Sh- that's <laughs> yeah. it yeah yeah so you know my dad's friend took us out he had a guards red 964 cab and uh i was scared of the sound behind and i thought i was going to get yeah like pulled out from underneath the seatbelt in the front passenger seat over the seat and into this noise at the back. And um, yeah, so look, here we are a number of years later on with a a 964 cab on the drive and it's an 89 car as well. So it's as old as me. So there's a real romance to that. And I have to say, I'm really looking forward to taking my dad out for a little drive down to maybe West Bay or something on on Sunday morning and, and things have come full circle, but yeah, I'm looking forward to exploring the idea of that a bit more. Um, I've still driven my 996 lots. I've done, you know, two just over 2,000 miles in the last week in that car. Um, but there's definitely, you know, you you do find occasions for for getting the the classic cab out. I would say, and and funnily enough, actually, I've not driven that car once with the roof up yet. I don't know if other, no, other I was going to ask you what what it's same. like with the roof up, but yeah, that's yeah. a mute question at the moment. Yeah, yet to find out, Andy. To be honest with you, yeah. yet to find out. I might bring it up to um, Caffeine and Machine on the twenty fourth for this air cooled night or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a good plan. You know, because obviously the nine nine six will be as welcome as a as a cold bowl of sick at that point so my, park, in, my, park in the field at the back then mate. yeah exactly so <laughs> I, might, I might bring the 964 up but yeah i wonder if kind of other classic cab or even targa owners do the same you know you you get the car out for the reason it's sunny so before you even roll off your drive the roof is down yeah. which yeah. is electric that's a real kind of big help you whip the tonneau cover on and 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 then off you go you know yeah nice. that's so cool you know and that's you know we've talked about the cabs and I've, I've got a real, you know, I think I talked about it as a guilty pleasure, a bit unfairly perhaps about the 964 cab. I really yeah. think they're cool. And it's a car that I think of, you know, when I'm, 
you know, imagining different scenarios and that sort of thing. I thought, you know, given the cars that we've got, wouldn't it be nice to add an i64 cab? Wouldn't that just be perfect? I am, you know, and I don't imagine racing around in it. I imagine Mandy and I cruising about in it and having a nice time, you know, in the Bucks countryside into the Cotswolds and that's Dogs with flapping ears in the back. Your dogs with flapping <laughs> ears in the back, exactly, exactly yeah. that. And I, I think, God, that would just be brilliant. So, you know, for you to have the chance to, you know, add it to your duo to make that, you know, trio of, you know, the the SUV, the water-cooled or liquid-cooled or whatever we're calling it these days, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we and need to talk about cold. that. <laughs> you know, it's it's just, it's lovely for you to have the opportunity to do that because I think about it quite a lot in my imagination about what it would be like. So it's, I'm looking forward to, you know, to you, you know, making a video and doing some editorial on it. Um, and also being taken for a spin in it. Let's not. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, the benchmark is was down at Sunbanks with Laura and the dog the other day, and we saw a 993 cab roll onto Peninsula. <laughs> Four man fresh with the roof down, no lie. Like, literally, it was fully loaded with people. Lads, and we lads, just thought, that's so cool, though. You know, and were you they smiling? Actually, yeah, well, yeah, it was uh, the ladies, the two gents were in the front, the two uh, ladies were in the back. So, uh, maybe proportionally, that might have been the, the correct option, if not morally. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it just it looked amazing. And again, you know, in, in a coupe, you just can't do it really. They're, they're there for show. Yeah. Um, we went, we obviously did it this Euro tour. Uh, last week and we met tony hatter for lunch because we went over to stuttgart and tony bought his 993 cab along which obviously we've spoken about on this podcast before and uh you know again extolling the virtues of the classic cab it just looks yeah. so good it sat is it's um it sat so well on h&r springs uh, by the looks of it there was there was some spaces on the back um maybe seven mil something like that yeah and um yeah, it just sat so well. It was a tipper as well. I didn't realise it was a tipper. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. US spec Tony car. the tipper. Tony, Tony the tipper, Tony yeah. The and tipper. He, um, he's got this really kind of cool, so it's got like rear seat delete and there's like this kind of um, twin storage like box thing over oh, the yeah, uh, tranny tunnel at the back. Just like super practical. And, yeah. you know, I, I said to Tony, you know, how often do you use it? Obviously with the, the tip in mind. He said, look, quite a lot. It's a... It, you know, yes, it's a it's a classic gearbox, shall we say, but it's a classic car. It kind of works really nicely. Mm. And I thought, well, well, yeah, it, it it would. I get that. And what was really nice about Tony's car, I mean, he arrived with the roof up and it looked so good. And I, the reason is it was black on black car, you know, so black roof, black bodywork. So in terms of like the shape, it just didn't look as awkward. You know, so the classic classic yeah. cabs where yeah. the roof line's quite high it can look a kind of a little bit um uh, yeah like jutting or, or whatever but but this where it's all one color it just worked really nice you just go that is that's beautiful yeah it's beautiful yeah. you know so um yeah we'll we'll kind of explore that a little bit further especially on youtube over some episodes and see how we get on but um yeah looking forward to driving it with the roof up as well and seeing if the idea comes crashing down or or actually <laughs> it kind of holds up but also, I think another point to make, and we all know people with more than one nine eleven. We all have one nine eleven each between the three of us. But the idea of stepping into having two nine elevens, I know Max, you did briefly, um, but I think that that opens up new questions, and it's kind of you know I think you have to get it right. the the other The other nine eleven, the second nine eleven, really has to be, to my mind, and the antidote to the first. 
for it to be as exciting and you and you really have to either choose the occasion rather than kind of choose the car because if you're choosing the car you kind of think what's the point it's funny because we we all kind of say the 911 is the sports car for all occasions and yet so many people have more than one (laughs) so (laughs) you know so uh, to to my mind anyway you know and it'd be interesting again to to kind of get the sentiments of others with more than one 911 as to how that kind of works emotionally more than anything you know yeah yeah and that's a good point because i did have that little bit of experience that six months of course because when i bought the 991 i didn't sell the 997 straight mm. away you know because i like the idea of having the pair and i thought maybe that would work for me and you know maybe i would keep the 997 but you know it turned out that i found it to be a bit of a chore you know for a variety of reasons but one of the reasons was they're, they're a bit too close yeah very similar cars weren't they so, because ways. the 991 was new you know i'd had the 997 for nine years at that point and i wanted to be in the 991 because i wanted to get to know it and enjoy it and that sort of thing and i kept on thinking to myself god i better use the 997 you know i need to use the 997 you know, yeah. it needs to be and in the end that was one of the factors that it, i thought you know i'm just going to sell the 997 you know i can use that money for something else and that became the mccann um but i thought yeah i'm going to sell it and i I didn't necessarily think I was going to do that. You know, I thought maybe I'll keep the pair. You know, maybe that'll be cool and I'll enjoy that. But yeah, it just didn't quite work out because they, because they, yeah, they were, yeah, they are just too close. Too, too much of an overlap, particularly when mm. there's, you know, a lot, a lot of money invested in it. You have to be mm. extremely committed to the 997 to be like, well, yeah, I just, I just love the classic 997 layout or something, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. I just really needed rear axle steer in my life as well or something, <laughs> you know? So yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's quite, it's quite interesting, really. It's not really a kind of a dimension of ownership that I'd given too much thought to before, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's quite interesting. Yeah. And here's, here's a question for you, Lee, which you don't have to answer. You can come back to it. Maybe, you know, if you want in that stuff that you're going to do, if you're in the market right now, would you go 964 cab or 993 cab? Ooh, ooh. Well, Max, to answer that question, um, I I keep a permanent Nineworks Marketplace tab open, and I'm daily checking what cars come up uh, on there as, as cars for sale. But um, it's it's either or for me. I think I like the idea, uh, and there's no questions. I'm sure Andy will back up that the 993, generally speaking, offers a more refined drive over the 964. Um, but again. Do you need a refined, you know, do you need something that's more refined for what is just going to be a bit of a kind of car to poodle around town in and all that side of things? Um, I, I, I don't mind, you know, the, the five speed of the 964, I've loved it. I find it, it absolutely fine. Um, 993 cabs tend to be slightly cheaper as well, just owing to the fact that 964s are like hen's teeth anyway at the moment. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think as should be the case in lots of ways with with people that we advise when looking for cars don't be particularly guided by spec or even generation when it comes down to things like this just go on condition so if if a if a if a 993 comes up that's even better condition that's that's the car that's the car um yeah what 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 about yourself what are you thinking i think i would prefer a 964 cab you know because you know because of I think because of the classic frog eye gun barrel thing, which yeah. I've never experienced, you know, I'd like to have that. And that feels like a great, you know, car in which to have that experience for yeah. me. Um, and yeah, so, but then, you know, occasionally I see a 993 cab and I think, oh God, that's lovely. I'd like that as well. But I think if I give them the choice, if they're outside now and I had to make the decision, I would like to go 964. 
Bang on. Quality. Andy, go on then, split hairs. I'd be the same, 964. Yeah, yeah, if I had that equal opportunity out the side to front, you know, there was two there, both 40K, I'd go 964. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very cool. I, I tell you what would be cool, and and again, it's it's possible to do this whereby you you have that juxtaposition of cars with a classic cab and a modern sort of yeah fast road coupe. I don't like that term fast road, but that's kind of where the nine nine six is. Um, you you could have that, but with cars from the same model year, because this is what I absolutely love about that crossover period. 97 98 is you know 993s and 996s and 986 boxers were all on the same production line for, just, for that couple of months God, you yeah know? that's and, mad isn't it um when well when we we did this euro trip last week paul brought along I, I went with two classic turbos so obviously it was little irish again batting above his average next to a 964 turbo 3.6 and a 993 Turbo S. And Paul's Turbo S is an R-Edge. It's a 1998 car. It's the same production year as my 996 yeah. Carrera. <laughs> and it's absolutely amazing that they're they're both 911s. I mean, the reality is all they share is the name 911. Everything yeah. else is different. But from the same year, could have been fairly near to each other on kind of at work too at the time. The only difference, of course, being that Paul's was pulled off the production line and uh, taken around to Porsche exclusive for for the the tip bits that the the 993 Turbo S is known for. But I I, I just love that. I think that's so. I've yeah, never thought of that. It's so interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I've got, ah. some, I've got some really cool uh, archive pictures uh, of the cars going through the paint booth. Uh, it was the cars were painted manually at the time. It's pre-robots, yeah. and yeah, there's a 986 Boxster in front of what is a 993 wide body of some description. Um, it's got to be turbo C2S or C4S, but again, you just go, that's so cool. At no other point, no other point in history where the cars so different because you know the the difference yeah. in terms of the engines that went in the back of them. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Like you, you, you go back to the, the the switch over from long bonnet into impact bumpers. You know, uh, yeah, of course, there was a crossover there, and and there were a few cars referred to as seventy three point fives because they came out so late before the switch to seventy four and, and and impact bumpers. But it was changes to body seats and steering wheel. Yeah, you know, yeah. it, 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 the, flex- that's never going to happen again either no because you know, they were probably were built on a, quite a flexible production line so they could build two very different cars but you know modern car technology the way that that's built is you actually build almost a new building to build a new generation of cars yeah not just a yeah bung a different car on a different rack coming through so yeah amazing to see those pictures it- it must have been chaos at the factory at the time because yes. that was, you know, during this, this, you know, what what was important about that period? We talk about the uh, the duality of the nine nine six and nine eight six in part sharing and saving the company's finances and whatnot, but also there was a logistical change as well in the switchover in how the cars were made, uh, with the influence from uh, Japanese automakers to the just in time approach. Yes. So, you know, having to, it's a new car, new way of working. And at the same time, people have got to be bolting together these, what, what were at the time, I suppose, you know, almost antiquated 993s that were still coming through. I can just imagine that would have been absolute chaos at work too. Yeah. 
you know but uh, yeah look really really cool time in history maybe maybe we should like look at that in a little bit more detail maybe on a video or an article because it is it's a fascinating time on porsche well, that'll be a fascinating if we could get some some archive images to support some editorial that would be a great that'd be a really interesting thing to really interesting thing to look at definitely definitely so, yeah. it also reminds me of something andy that i've been meaning to mention to you for ages when we we're talking about golfs i remember reading back in the day in performance vw when I was reading about Mark II golfs, that because I had a really late Mark II golf, mine was a J Reg, oh, yeah. and I remember reading that there were some Mark II golf GTIs, late ones that had some Corrado bits on them um, in terms of brakes or something like that. I didn't know if you'd ever. It, is that you're into the G sixty uh, edition? Maybe well, that, of that one. Uh, oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah, that could have been was, it. Was it edition G sixty? I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, because yeah, with the like. engine that might have brought some of the karate bits. Yeah, flew into it as well. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. I was just thinking about that sort of hybrid, which which VW did through the years with the Beetle and the you know the Type Three and some other things, didn't they? They were crossover cars. Yeah, all sorts uh, of games. And, and I thought, God, because the brakes were terrible on my Golf, I thought, oh, imagine a Mark II Golf <laughs> with some, almost a Mark II Golf GTI Resto Mark. There's, there's one. That, has that been done? I'm not sure. But I, I quite like the idea of that sort of crossover car and getting some better components onto, onto my Mark II Golf GTI. I don't, did you ever drive a Mark I Golf or a Mark I Scirocco? No. Uh, the, yes. brake, the right-hand drive brakes on those were shocking because they had this yeah, little... There was some kind of connecting rod or something. Yeah, it was like a little mechanism that went from one side to the other to basically use the left-hand drive brakes on a right-hand drive car. And um, there was a, a little rod that was about two millimetres diameter that basically used to flex as you pressed the brake pedal. So it was just, they were just shocking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we've diverted off into weird... We have digressed. <laughs> Let's bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> should we um should we talk about this air cooled mortar cooled thing or should liquid cooled thing? <laughs> so we we briefly discussed this last week. Lee wasn't here. So um um there's been a thing by Jerry Seinfeld saying that um cars should be called liquid cooled rather than water cooled. And I was a bit confused by it. And we briefly discussed it last week. But I also raised the question on Spikes Car Radio Instagram last week. Um, and the question actually came up on the on the episode, and uh, basically I was told to shut up, <laughs> which was quite amusing. I've so much feedback from uh, listeners um, saying how they were spitting out their teas or or cereals in the morning when they were listening to it. Uh, <laughs> did, yeah, it did make me chuckle. Shut up, Andy. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> 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 to, get picked, to, to get picked and then to be sh- shat upon. <laughs> All cars have oil. Well, Max, uh, you, obviously you're, you've been self-appointed as uh, head of Nineworks merchandise, so people at home can expect some absolute first-class <laughs> clobber anytime <laughs> soon so i yeah the designs are amazing mate and and shout out to your good friend here as well for helping out there we're very grateful but uh i said i want to make a t-shirt for andy and it's like a, a scholarly reference so it will just say in quote marks shut up andy and then underneath it will just say seinfeld 2022 <laughs> <laughs> i think i think that'd absolutely be awesome super that'd idea. be absolutely awesome um oh, yeah dear. yeah so there we go andy you're famous <laughs> yeah, well, not about, it, not sure about that, but it did clear it up for me because he actually, um, you know, he said why he thought that way. 
Um, so the car is actually called, called by liquid. All cars have oil in them. So oil is primarily there to be the lubrication, not um, primarily there to be the, the cooling agent. So that, yeah. uh, that kind of cleared it up for me, even though I got told to shut up, made me chuckle. So that satisfies the engineering. That's a suitable, satisfactory engineering response. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I was quite happy to be put down by a legend. So are you now going with liquid cooled? Are you adopting that as your vernacular? No, no, still, still going to call them water cooled. <laughs> <laughs> Such an air cooled snob. <laughs> unbelievable. Fearing me. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'll shut up. You two can carry on. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, are you going to tell us about your uh, European trip a bit, a little bit more? Yeah. What was the? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to, boys. I'd absolutely love to. What was so going you... on? What did you do? Phenomenal. So essentially, it was a recce for a road trip that we've been planning for a while. And look, if you're listening and you've been thinking, what on earth is happening to this 25 years of 996 road trip? Uh, yes, you'd be right to think that. So there have been delays that have stretched far beyond my control, um, allowing me to get over to, to Europe and, and do the recce that has now taken place. And yeah, basically asked two friends if they'd like to accompany and uh, which they did obviously andy uh, uh yeah you you were unavailable unfortunately you you were yeah. sadly missed as were you max but um yeah so there there were the two guys that went over and it was all a bit of a mystery as to to what cars they were going to take they fall into the uh multi-ownership club <laughs> and uh, we met yeah paul and i met in dorset but three of us uh, kind of met on the m25 just south of london and nobody or yeah, nobody knew what every what car the other person would be taking. Obviously, the little Irish was a given. But um, as I say, it was the, my 996 against these two classic turbos, which I have to say, following those cars for four days through France and Germany and Belgium was nothing but a pleasure. Is there a greater sight on the road than the rump of a classic 911 turbo, you know? Yeah, that's got to be pretty good. So wide and so commanding, you know, both both cars were in a shade because they're, they're special cars from their generation, the 3.6, yeah. 964 and the Turbo S 993. Um, similar shades of blue at first glance, but actually the 964 was midnight. The Turbo S is a paint sample. I'm going to say it's ocean blue, but might be wrong. Uh, Paul, you'll have to correct me if you're listening. But yeah, look, absolutely phenomenal. And yeah, I was quite surprised. The 996 really held its own against those two cars. I mean, obviously on the autobahn, it's a it's a different scenario. The 993 Turbo S just propels itself into the future. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, it was, it was quite interesting. We worked out the power to weight ratio and that kind of brought a bit more of a level playing field between the 964 Turbo and the 996 Carrera. Uh, power to weight was 224 horsepower per ton for the 996 and 244 for the 964 turbo so only a kind of an incremental uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah raise there but the, the 993 turbo s was was kind of a, a bit of a lick on it was much nearer 300 to be honest um but i mean what a car you know what an outstanding car that 993 turbo s is and we were talking about it afterwards. A great car for a road trip. Obviously, I don't think there are too many owners out there that are going to put <laughs> sixteen hundred miles on the on the car in a week. But look, four wheel drive, twin turbo, super super comfortable cruiser as well. 
perfect perf- perfect tool for the job but yeah we went yeah. don't want to give the route away too much because obviously it's uh it's going to form the 996 25 years of 996 pilgrimage back to Zuffenhausen and Porsche Platz so that's going to be happening hopefully last week of September but dates are to be confirmed but it is imminent I promise so if you're listening and you've it's already registered in. interest yeah it's it's coming up uh, but we ended up at Porsche Platz. I have to say, and I have mentioned this before, but the guys at the museum, the staff there are absolutely first class in, um, you know, the PR guys in in, in the archive and, and the museum. They're so happy to help and they're so chuffed when they see you drive from, you know, a long way to turn up at Porsche Platz. And, you know, the pleasure's all ours, you know, the pleasure is all ours in getting there. So it was great to have a look around the museum. Uh, we had our meeting in the workshop just next to a GT1 Stratton version. So all very boring. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, we asked if we could park our cars on the uh, the concourse out the front to get a lovely picture outside that museum building. It's such a stunning building that like an absolute work of art. Amazing. And, uh, we were very, very kindly allowed to do that. And and I love that um, I've got a picture again, I'll share it on as a post on Instagram that uh, had a proud dad moment because again, next to these two cars that are literally worth 10 times the amount of my 996, uh, there were people getting selfies with my old green banger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they taking pity on you. It was great. It was so good. It was so good. But um, yeah, then on the way back, we went via uh, our good friend, Johan Dirks at 911 Motorsport in Antwerp, who has just got, one of the most insane collections in the world for for Porsche really um, owns every RS and RSR and, and Johan's wow. a keen keen racer he's done all sorts um, raced in the two litre cup for for a few years now as a gentleman racer but owns a, a new 935 race car as, as an example as well so the racing side of the brand is extremely important to him um, as it should be really it's the racing as we know that has always furthered the road cars of of Porsche so yeah, fantastic. I have to say as well, we went through the the, the Black Forest. What a stunning part of the world! Mm. I, I kind of I, my I've done a fair few miles in Germany now, and and I've always kind of got the very industrial vibe, if you like. Um, amazing roads, billiard table smooth, whether the autobahn or not. But the Black Forest is absolutely stunning. Yeah, yeah I've seen some, you know magazine photos and youtube videos you know people using porsches mostly you know in that area and it really looks lovely it was it was great it was absolutely great and there was a twisty section of that and it was quite funny i was really pushing the 996 and you know again on the autobahn the the turbos cracked on that's absolutely fine but in the twisties i thought right this is where this is where the carrera (laughs) holds its own it's i know because it had its recent dyno i know it's still bang on the money for exactly 300 horsepower it's lightweight compared to those two cars so i was sewing these corners together really really pushing and i thought i've I've absolutely dusted the guys there looked up looked in my rearview mirror and paul in the turbo s is just sitting behind me (laughs) (laughs) sipping his coffee as he's driving there we go so yeah i'd like to put that down to the four-wheel driver turbos but who was having more fun well who's having more fun and and i tell you what i have to say nigel in the turbo 3.6 i mean what i on reflection really ballsy uh, you know again who does 1600 miles in a turbo 3.6 in a week so proper legend but you know that car you have to think okay heavy rear biased rear wheel drive yeah. laggy no traction control classic 911 to drive that fast takes some titanium kahunas it really does and um 
yeah he, he yeah big uh, time. yeah you know and he and he, and he did and he, he 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 smashed it really so absolutely superb so he he was in in those sorts of twisty roads was yeah really really having to work very hard and again was probably having the most fun like mitigating that big power but also yeah. traction you know so yeah. yeah very 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 cool very very cool i was just gonna just on the on the turbo 36 you know outside of you know you've mentioned the rs's and the rsr thing you know is there a better looking 911 than a 964 turbo 36 you know even you know beyond the bad boys reference you know just as you know in porsche world I mean, what a great looking car you know the speedline split rims you know on the classic uh turbo silhouettes but with the refinement of the 964 bumpers you know i think it all just came together you know in that kind of maybe the 964 rs 3.8 is is that better looking maybe i don't know but turbo 3.6 964 man it just does not get a better looking 911 yeah Yeah. agreed Agreed. without without a doubt um yeah the other thing i think is really kind of worth pointing out particularly for us brits because you know there's a fascination with the autobahn i think the the germans are used to it aren't they um and there are a lot more restricted sections these days of course but i think something that's really worth pointing out and it's perhaps a lesson for like the rest of the world really is driver etiquette on the autobahn tends to be absolutely exemplary so compared to like here, for example, where, you know, there are gantries with average speed cameras and variable speed limits controlling quite literally now. I mean, they're that regular between each camera that it's not just controlling our speed, it's controlling our acceleration and deceleration. They're, they're literally driving for us, which is incredibly infuriating um but to to move away from the political side in germany by comparison it's relatively carte blanche it's kind of don't be a wally and and i think this is a point that paul raised and and my views are kind of an extension of that it's they drive with like such good manners over there because they don't want to lose the privilege almost you know the alternative is something like we've got which is absolute nanny state in terms of how you drive but over there it's you know there are de-restricted sections and it works you know i've i've never i've never seen you know touch word up but i've i've never seen an accident on the autobahn obviously i know they exist don't get me wrong but like nothing like as regularly as you see some someone's done something here following too closely behind for example or whatever it's a bit of an eye opener it just thinks you know could we be trusted in this country? Probably not. And there are, you know, there are so many more kind of cars per meter on the road here, but you know, again, they're, they're, they're given the freedom to do what they like and they respect that and respect each other. And it works really well. And so even in the restricted section, it's a pleasure to drive on there. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I, I've never driven in Germany and I'd like, I look forward to that opportunity to do that on one of our trips one of the nine works trips probably but uh, it's certainly one of the disappointments of coming back from a euro road trip isn't it it's not just the end of the trip but it's coming out of the channel or off the ferry onto the bloody m20 whatever it is and the yeah. horrible surface and they're just the, how squashed you're all on there it's, it's horrible yeah you're, you're dead right max and you know like the, the roads in france are pretty good as well i might add but just germany whether autobahn or you know like intercity whatever the roads tend to be billiard table smooth billiard table smooth you know and if you're you know if you're running a modified car on kws on the firmest setting <laughs> it's <laughs> it, you know it's it's actually pleasurable <laughs> you know yeah. to, to to drive that and um 
yeah yeah obviously yeah there's there's a political side to that of course but again just refreshing to have less less rules more freedom but but yeah. also more more respect there's clearly more respect on the roads out there so super super interesting to observe yeah what a great trip really interesting look yeah really really cool really really cool and, and just to yeah hammer home the point that it was a recce for the trip for the 25 years of 996 which will be a pilgrimage back to Zuffenhausen, back to porsche platz so stay tuned for that if you haven't yet registered your interest and you would like to do so drop us an email hello at nineworks.co.uk amazing so where else we've been well andy you and i did the cotswolds rally then at the weekend yes that was good yeah. wasn't it great fun mate great fun especially yeah. when um well we, we got lost a couple of times yeah oh, down to you was it try and blame it on me you was were the it? navigator at that point <laughs> keep trying to get out of that <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was cool so, wasn't it so lee so lee if you were the navigator at that point how is it andy's fault how are you trying to lay it on him yeah, uh, yeah just 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 i was driving to, too fast actually. just trying to wriggle out of it max to be honest with you yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was great so the, the guys it's it's run by uh nick taylor who's actually a, a patron to the podcast and we we're going to hear from him shortly and you know i managed to have a quick chat with him at the event um, but yeah, the guys at, uh, at Region 31 of the Porsche Club GB put this event on, although I might add that people came far and wide from outside the boundaries of Region 31, which is the Cotswolds. Yeah, it was so a, lot of, a lot of people from all sorts of areas, weren't there? It was, yeah. So there, there were 278 cars, 400 odd people taking part in this rally. Uh, which was kind of like a regulation rally. Of course, it was on the public road, so there's there's no rewards for pace or anything like that. But yeah, you're given a tulip map and off you go. And that was quite refreshing because you know we're all just used to listening to ways these days, telling us to you know prepare to turn left in three quarters of a mile and all the rest of it. So actually had to use our our eyes, which was probably probably yeah where 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 the letdown came really, and where we had a couple of. <laughs> couple of errors <laughs> but it was good but you know there were cars there from you know three five six right the way up to 991.2s and a couple of 992s as well so there was all sorts in there we had a great little... really special cars man they i saw on your instagram the two of you there's some really mega kit in there yeah was there a four liter rs yeah four liter rs was there you yeah that's cool fantastic there was a little 964 speedster yeah uh, beautiful the group of sort of there was a three five six speed so that was a a real sort of not rough and ready but you know it it showed its um years didn't it <laughs> the guy lost his hat didn't he oh yeah, he yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we were lumping along and we'd seem to have just kind of um commandeered this 1960s recruitment of cars at what was being led by this three five six speed so and we kind of said as well at that point because we weren't on our own you know we're is it a case of the blind leading the blind is everybody reading an alert to the tulip map or are we just following the car in front yeah and then we drove past a hat in the road which we thought oh that's a bit odd then the car slowed down about half a mile up the road and the three five six species started turning round, and we thought <laughs> oh okay we've all followed the wrong guy and and you know we, we've gone wrong but as he drove past us he was tapping his head <laughs> so, <laughs> that's when we put two and two together and realized the guy was going back for his hat it was marvelous <laughs> absolutely marvelous mm. oh, dear. lucky you didn't was... get it on the screen eh he could have been in the boonies <laughs> <laughs> That was quite an amazing little group to watch go down the road, wasn't it? There was a couple cool. of 912s, a really early 911 short wheelbase. Um, there was S as well, yeah. 
Yeah, Steve um, from Jazz in his three five six SC. Um, yeah, they, it was quite a picture. Then bombing, they were doing quite a nice little pace as well, weren't they? Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. So yeah. yeah, really, really cool and something very different. So I'd say yeah, look, kudos to to, to Nick and the guys at Region Thirty One for organising that. Shall we? It does look like a really good region, actually. I've been corresponding because I'm sort of on the edge of that region. I'm in a different region, of course, Club GB. But I, you know, they have quite a, quite an active Instagram and things like that. Yeah, and I've actually been corresponding with them. Uh, just just to say, you know, I, I often come into the Cotswolds and I like the Cotswolds. I'm just out of region. You know, can I sort of tag on to some of your stuff? You know, not just you know big events like that, but just more regular stuff. And they got back in touch. It could have been Nick, actually, who, who got back in touch and said, yeah, you know, welcome to come. This is our schedule of events. You know, dip in and and and, and join us. Look forward to meeting you. So that's cool. I'm looking forward to doing that. Yeah, and, and this is, you know, uh, it's well documented. I think it, we've had many conversations on it that, kind of regionally the the quality of that Porsche club varies quite significantly um in terms of activities and engagement um audience uh, and all the rest of it and yeah look Nick Nick likes to pull me up on it quite a lot that my term of you know golf clubs and beige trousers I assimilate <laughs> to uh, you know I do I do generally stand by it but again the regionally it varies so much and um region 31 is a cracker it's high on engagement using the cars you know we're, we're not it's not meeting in a hotel and organizing a monthly barn dance they're driving the cars the meetings are at specialists and then there are road trips all around not only the region but elsewhere fantastic um the Ooh. northern island chapter i can't remember the, re- the the region numbers but that um similarly is fantastic high on engagement using these cars as they were intended that's the thing that pulls everybody together we've spoken of before about the Porsches attract such a wide demographic the one thing that binds us all together the glue to that are the cars so it makes sense that they are the focal point to my mind um region two I think it is uh, up in Scotland like around Aberdeen again fantastic for for engagement so uh with that in mind shall we get Nick on for a chat that we yes. managed to grab with him at the end of the R31 Cotswolds rally amazing okay so we're at the end of the R31 Cotswolds Rally. We're with Nick Taylor, organizer Organizer. extraordinaire, I would say. What a fantastic (laughs) event, Nick. Congratulations. Awesome. Thank you. And thank you both for coming. Uh, I I appreciate that. It's been a a long day and a long (laughs) few months uh, arranging it, but it's gone uh, as well as I could have hoped. I think a couple (laughs) of things that uh, we we could probably improve on next year, but it's okay. I'm happy. Good, good. (laughs) We've had 278 cars, you said, 430-odd people. Yeah, well, 278 cars booked and paid. 22 didn't show or cancelled in the last 24 hours. Uh, And we had about 460 people who came at the end. Yeah, and a few dogs. (laughs) <laughs> there were a few dogs. Yeah, we need yeah. to shout yeah. out to uh, Denzel and Dolly. Yes, it was. Dogs, me, Denzel yeah. and Dolly, yeah. who uh, yeah. spent the afternoon in the back of a uh, Mexico Blue GTS. Yeah, that was a nice yeah. car. I remember nicely. Yeah, it was, the, it was the, great. They've got taste. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, look, as we said, look, congratulations. It's a fantastic event. What's really special is you do this in your spare time. I don't know how you find the time. Um, I'm usually jet lagged because I spend a lot of time between. Uh, here in the, in the US so I tend to do my Porsche stuff between 5am and 9pm uh, 9am 9 9 and a couple of hours in the, in the, in the evening so yeah. it's, it's enjoyable and uh, um, 
thinking of the ideas is is a challenge. I think, yeah. but once we've got the ideas through, I have people helping me in, in the club. It's been good. It's I've been doing this role for just over a year, and uh, I've been very lucky. I think people have have, have uh, joined in and helped, so that's good. Well, you're evidently very well thought of at Porsche yeah. Club GB because you've yeah. already scooped up Member of the Year. So wow. uh, you've not hung around there. Yeah, <laughs> I, d- I did. Fantastic. I did. Well done. Yeah, yeah. I was disappointed we didn't get Region of the Year as well. But that's, <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's something we can go for. Always, yeah. no, always next right. year. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it's right. worth saying while we've got the mics uh, on record yeah. as well that um, you're you're a, a fantastic uh, advocate of what we do at Nine Works and a Patreon for the podcast as well that Andy and I are very grateful yeah, of. Thank yeah. you. So thank yeah. you for your support. No, I am. There. I think you do a fantastic job, guys. By far the best on the net in terms of uh, the quality of coverage and the depth of knowledge and experience and interest for me. I think you do a fantastic job on both YouTube videos and, and, the, and, the, uh, and the podcast. Great. So, oh, that's very, so very fine. well done. Thanks, Thank you. Nick. Yeah, there'll be an envelope yeah. in the post. Yeah. Um, Thanks, yeah. So, look, I, I think... Will it be empty? It depends. Keep going. No, look, I, I think what would be yeah. really good value is you, you, you split yeah. your time between the UK and the US. So yeah. It'd be nice to kind of share with listeners your experience firsthand of the difference in kind of Porsche car culture between the UK and, and the US? Yeah, um, I think the main difference is that I find it in, uh, well, firstly, I'm, I'm, I've been based in New York for a long time, and the car culture in New York isn't great. Yeah. In, in New York City, in yeah. New York State, it's a very different matter, but the roads are so bloody awful in Manhattan yeah. that there's not a whole lot to see and do on a Sunday uh, unless you drive out of the city you have the odd car meet in the city yeah. and uh, yeah. in in in, uh, uh, in Long Island something but there's not a lot to see uh, not, it's not as good as say London but no I think yeah. you're scraping but the barrel for mountain passes there you, you <laughs> absolutely are but an hour out of Manhattan and it's fantastic and there's a very good car community so that's the main thing I think it's the, the, the city itself isn't great but once you get out of there then it's very good and uh, in um, Last month, they did uh, Porsche Club of America did something called Porsche uh, Parade, oh, yes. which is a, a week-long event that the the club do with Porsche. So there's a big difference there. I think the the club in America, which is about 130,000 people, and the uh, and Porsche of America, Porsche Cars of America, have I think a bit more. Uh, they coalesce a bit more than, than we do, say, here. And that's possibly something we can learn from in terms of uh, the community. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think the big issues. Some people have just such a lot of money in America. <laughs> it's true. And, yeah. they, and so the, a, a car guy over here might be four or five cars. You know, they might have 50 or 60. Mm. Oh my God. And, uh, you know, and it, which, that's, that's the big difference. That's kind of more more a California and Florida thing, I think, for Porsche, but it's still, you know, it's, it's, it's across the, the, the US that there's a lot of money. But in the same way as here, they don't seem to give us stuff as to what you have. It's just it's a community and whether you have 30 or 40 cars or you're coming in you know a base 924 that you're struggling to, to to keep on the road you're still welcome and that's the same here so there are differences but i think what what uh uh, what unites us is better than what divides us. It's bigger than what divides us. Which is yeah, great. yeah, oh, yeah. That's great insight. Yeah. Yeah, you, you've done so much with R31. Yeah. What kind of what's next and what you know what's what's your what's your vision? It's kind of funny with, with Porsche Club because it's very kind of interchangeable between the regions. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, and yeah. I think uh, again, I know yeah. you're very well thought of within the club, but y- yeah. you guys, you you do a lot. You know, um, trips to the Yorkshire Dales for the weekend. You know, the rallyers today and whatnot. So, where, where yeah. are you kind of where are you going to go with this? Where well, are you we going to stop? <laughs> well, I, I, don't, I don't know where we're going to stop. I've, I've found that uh, 
the road trips, particularly those involving accommodation and payment, are tremendously absorbing yeah. of time. Hard yeah, work, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 a multiple of, and that's no surprise. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so organized road trips take a, a lot of time. You know, getting the the money and, and the itinerary takes a lot of time. We'll still do those, but I think there's a finite capacity. So next year we're going to go to Rensport. Um, yeah, see you there. Which, yeah, I certainly <laughs> hope so. Uh, a lot of people talking about. Le Mans Classic rather than I, don't, I just don't think I can do something to go to Le Mans because you need to be plugged in and you need to book a lot and it's, a, it's very hard to take a lot of people I yeah. think Le Mans Classic will be probably legitimate for us to go to next year then probably put something uh, uh, a, a, a drive down to have perhaps the passes or something afterwards yeah. Yeah. Uh, but other than that it's just business as usual here I, I, I try and do everything around driving the cars rather than just going to a field and parking and I'm not knocking that but ideally we have a curated drive spend a lot of time doing routes uh, uh, whether it's a short drive or a long drive it doesn't matter yeah, yeah. And, and that that seems to i've really been just tried to throw stuff to the wall and see if it sticks if it works. <laughs> yeah. you know, some stuff hasn't gone so well but most of it's gone pretty well the one things that are about driving yeah and just getting together i said yeah. that's that's really what that's what the cars are all got, about and, the, yeah. and you know the community yeah. side of things so yeah yeah and also getting a balance i think getting a bit more diverse uh, we, we've started getting some much younger people coming, which is great, and Excellent. some 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 uh, women as well. I can't call them girls, kind of, because that's about, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. So yeah, so so tr- just trying to broaden it, uh, broaden the base is important, and then getting both a mixture of classics and uh, contemporaries as well. Yeah. So we have something on twentieth uh, of August called uh, Rare Beasts of the Cotswolds, and that's uh, it's a tour. So it's a short road trip, half day road trip, starting on. A and finishing somewhere else when I'm just trying to get both the the rare stuff out both contemporary and, oh, and, and cool. classic yeah good plan because uh, people are interested in it even if they can't get hold of yeah, them yeah. themselves everyone's really yeah. interested in that we've noticed that so that's the next big one oh it's lovely today to see quite a few classics out today weren't they? You know, yeah. we had that good we had a big group of um, three five sixes and early nine elevens sure. yeah. in front of us yeah. Yeah. yeah and it was fantastic yeah. seeing a long possession of those you know, yeah. six or seven of them and they sounded wonderful along. didn't they oh yeah they really did. Yeah. 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 yeah we got some good video of those going past yeah, yeah we did yeah. 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 yeah I'm hoping Simon's got a good uh uh, some good shots or some good videos of those leaving the barn because yes. it did sound really good, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, fantastic! Well, look, again, congratulations, Nick, and and you know all the volunteers that help you kind of yeah. put on the show. Thank you. Um, absolutely fantastic! It's been a pleasure for us to to come and, and support us as Nine Works. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we'd love to come back next year, please. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome at any time, and uh, I really appreciate you coming to talk to us in earlier this year because that went down really well. Oh, it was great so fun. And, oh, always happy to support you guys in any way we can. Cheers, Nick. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Nick. Quality. That was Nick Taylor, who's head of Region 31 at the Porsche Club GB. Shall we move on to spread the love? Spread the love. Spread the, spread the love. love. We're gonna we're gonna do a jingle. Max has come up with an idea. <laughs> Max is Max's jingle man for spread the love. Um, I think it was quite enjoyed last week. Had lots of comments. I don't know if you have Max about kebabs and Hot Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> I've had so many DMs talking Dream about combat. kebabs. Oh, really? Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. People wanting to set up like a, an evening um, meetup at Atelier's kebab house. Oh, yeah, that's a great. Sorry, great kebab idea. van. Yeah, yeah. I'll coordinate that. That's a brilliant idea. There's plenty right. of room. We definitely do that. Yeah. Good, good, and lots of um, interesting Hot Wheels as well. Um, <laughs> I've had a few pictures of different nine nine three Hot Wheels sent to me. 
so yeah i think i think uh, spread the love has sort of hit hit some chords um it was an interesting one to hit the kebab fan um but yeah what 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 have you guys got this week for spread the love i've got i've got one in a similar vein actually to atelier's maybe not quite as niche <laughs> as that i admit because i'm on my holidays up in um up in norfolk i've been yeah. to uh, to see a guy that i know who runs a coffee shop in holt uh, i say i know him i've met him through you know visiting his coffee shop over the years his name's danny and he's got a coffee shop called cross street union um you know he's a young lad local norfolk lad went off did his thing came back and set up a really neat little very small but very cool little coffee shop nice. he makes the coffee his wife sophie makes the makes the pastries and it's really high quality stuff so if you happen to be up here and you're thinking where can i get a coffee from cross street union in Holt is a really cracking place and on the other side of the road opposite there's a there are some parking bays you know it's pretty tricky to get parking in a hole but if you get in front of it it's a flint wall it's good for some uh, instagram photography of your porsche <laughs> I love it and you can sit on the stools outside and admire your porsche of whatever type it is against the flint wall and drink a fantastic coffee so uh, <laughs> my that's my spread the love Spread the love for this week. I love I love Max's uh, concentration on food and coffee. I can see this being a theme. <laughs> I have got a car on as well, but you said I was only allowed to do one, so I'll have to keep hold of that one for next week. All right, cool, cool. Yeah, let's not uh, let's not let them all out the bag at once. <laughs> Andy, what's yours? Uh, mine is uh, what was it? God, I well had it. Done. Ah, yes, mine is. Um, I'm going YouTube this week. Um, spreading the love on a bit of YouTube. Um, and it was a, actually a guest that we've had on here a long time ago talking about his F40. Um, he has just released a video um, about the Paul Stevens Auto Art um, 911R, um, which goes into some really great detail on that car, um, showing all the, the different bits on it. And I thought it was a really good um, video. So yeah, I'm spreading the love of a bit of Sam Moore's and Paul Stevens uh, on the nine nine three R that was at flat six. I don't know if you guys had a yeah. look around that. Interesting, interesting. I, I'm interested to find out more about that car, so I'll I'll have a look at Sam's video. So yeah, I mean, there's Mister nine nine three Andy. What do you make of it? I really like it. I think it's a quite a subtle, you know, update on it without going too far. Um, he sort of says like it's 25% better. And my initial impression on that was, well, is that enough? But actually I think it is. It's um, yeah, it looks a very balanced car. It's got some really nice details on um, how it's put together. Um, yeah, I think it's an interesting project. Yeah. Yeah. I did see it at flat six show and I, and I had a look around it. I thought, wow, that's interesting. As you say, some really, really beautiful detailing on it. And yeah. um, are they, 996 gt3 wheels that it runs on they are yes yeah yeah gen yeah, 2 yeah, yeah. 996 gt1 gt3 yeah, yeah interesting interesting car i'll check that out that's probably my least favorite part of the project i'd say is that seems a bit i don't know it doesn't really work for me i'm sure there'd be other you know, wheels and wheels i think you could change wheels no problem um but the yeah the overall sort of scheme of it and the detail and uh, looks really good to me um and i thought it's quite a quite a nice video to to watch so yeah, yeah, go check it out. Good one. Mr. Cool. Sibley. I would like to spread the love for, I'm going to go for Region 31 of Porsche Club GB this week. So I've said previously, and Nick 
Taylor, who is a Patreon for this podcast um, as well, which we're really grateful of. He he runs it as we've just um, just heard from him. He reminds me quite a lot of my quip generally of Porsche Club being a little bit uh, golf clubs and beige trousers. And I do stand by it a little bit, but I have to say uh, there are some cracking regions out there. And, and I believe what he in particular has done and uh, Chris as well at Region 31 has been absolutely spectacular. It's it's a really awesome um, community there that's super high on engagement and who really kind of harnesses the community side of things and, and getting out and using their cars. And I kind of feel like the rally that Andy and I did at the weekend was, uh, yeah, that was you know exemplary really and and kind of completely kind of wraps up what that region is all about so i'd just like to say yeah big kudos to to nick and the team there and and also as as nick is kind of keen to point out you don't really have to be housed within the r31 region to take part so yeah it's um, very open isn't he yeah yeah so absolutely get get involved there you know at the very least give them a follow on instagram uh, but yeah, if you can get along to the events, there's the, the guys and girls there are a cracking bunch. Another good, good, call. great, cool, good. So that spread, wraps up. Issue. Spread the love. Are we, are we wrapping the up love. the episode? Are we done? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So that I hope people at home will uh, agree was a pretty nice way to wrap up 100 episodes of, of this podcast in its various guises over the years think we should finish by saying absolutely a huge thanks for listening whether this is your first episode or indeed whether it's your 100th we are so so grateful for your support and look forward to you continuing that support as we take this podcast on to the rest of the year and beyond absolutely yeah absolutely max and andy it's always a pleasure it's never a chore see you again soon (laughs) good to see you this episode was brought to you by our very kind patreons If you enjoy the podcast and would like to join them in supporting us, you can do so at patreon.com slash nineworksradio.